It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as domestic football takes centre stage once again after a busy week of European action. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst knows the Rangers fans expect nothing less than a win and the performance against Aberdeen. Dundee United, Motherwell, St Johnston, Kelly and Hibs St Mirren all have plenty at stake. And tomorrow it's one of Celtic's least favourite trips as they head along the M8 to Livingston I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me this afternoon Gordon Diel Mark Wilson And Hugh Keevans It's D-Day D is for desire Which the Rangers fans Want to see from their team At Ibrooks this afternoon Some fans accuse Certain players Of having chucked it To use their expression D is also for the Dons Whose job is to get Those Rangers fans On the back of the players And that means that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is in for a fraught afternoon. He cannot afford to drop any points or the calls for a change of manager at Rangers will intensify. Strap yourselves in, guys. This could be tasty. Yeah, plenty of good fixtures this afternoon, but no doubt where the game of the day is. It's always interesting when Rangers play Aberdeen, especially Ibrox, but as Hugh says today, it's a bit more significant so in the fixture because of Van Bronckhorst and the form that Rangers are shown. Nothing else but a win will do for him. Big day ahead for him. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this afternoon, Gordon. Obviously, all eyes will be in Ibrox to see the performance of Rangers against an informed Aberdeen. Jim Goodwin must be going there with a lot of confidence. But there's a lot of important games as well. Hibs, St Mern, 4th, 5th. Dundee United, Motherwell, desperate for points, both teams. And obviously St Johnston Kilmarnock So looking forward to this afternoon Yes, sit back and enjoy You can get in touch all afternoon on Twitter At Clyde SSB And I'll give you the nod when the open line is here A bit later on in the afternoon Plenty of exciting action Only one place to start really Ibrooks for Rangers against Aberdeen Andrew McLean is there Yeah, well it really does have the feeling of a vital game For Rangers and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Booed off here twice in the last couple of weeks First after a poor display in that 1-0 win Over Dundee in the League Cup And then against and then again, sorry, after last weekend's 1-0 draw with Livingston. The fans aren't happy with what they're seeing. There's just a real lack of spark and, and cutting edge to them at the moment. And when fans start making their voices heard and turning against the team and the manager, it is a long old road back. So Giovanni Van Bronckhorst knows that nothing less than three points is good enough today. And he'll want them to put on a show for their supporters as well. He's emphasised they need to make a quick start because he doesn't want the crowd to get on their back early on. Because that could make it a really tough afternoon for them here at Ibrox, as we saw last weekend against Livingston. Aberdeen probably not the team they want to be facing at the moment either. They've got four wins from their last five. Jim Goodwin really finding success since changing to three at the back as well. It allows Bojan Miofsky and Duke to play up top together and they'll be hoping they can continue their good form and maybe capitalise on any potential nerves in that Rangers side. As for the team news, two changes for Rangers from that midweek defeat to Napoli. Out go Wright and Morelos. In comes Sakala and Cholak. Alan McGregor starts a goal for them today. The back four, James Tavernier, Leon King, Ben Davies and Red Van Yilmaz. The midfield three, James Sands, John Lundstrom and Malik Tillman. His fashion, Sakala and Ryan Kent, either side of Antonio Cholak. The substitutes, McLaughlin, Davis, Matondo, Morelos, Wright, McCann, Barisic, Arfield and Devine. As for Aberdeen, no surprise that they are unchanged just because they've been in that good form. Uh, it was a 2-1 win 
the last time out against Mullerwell. It's Keller Roos who continues in goal. The back three, Ross McCrory, Anthony Stewart and Liam Scales. Jaden Richardson and Jack McKenzie, the two wing-backs. Connor Barron, Elber Ramadani and Leighton Clarkson. The three central midfielders, Duke and Boyan Mayovsky, the strike partnership. The substitutes, Lewis, Morris, Bassoon, Watkins, Coulson, Duncan, Milne, Kennedy and Ramirez. The referee for this one at Ibrox today is Stephen McLean. And the VAR, Nick Walsh. It's a phrase that gets thrown around far too often in football, Hugh, about it being a, a must-win game. Based on what the Rangers fans have been telling us for the last couple of weeks, is this a must-not-lose game for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst? Without a, sh- without a shadow of a doubt. Um, booed off after a win. Booed off after a draw. Heaven knows what the booing would be like after a loss. So he cannot possibly... Slip up in this fixture Because It would mean that the Rangers fans Would demand change Point number one It would mean that Celtic Would go to Livingston tomorrow Knowing that they could Build an even greater lead Over Rangers In an early part of the season It would create All manner of tension For that reason alone And he simply Cannot afford Anything other than A win An ugly Scruffy win It doesn't matter but a pretty win would be a help Yeah, I actually feel like for some fans who call this show Mark they, They're looking for a win and a performance How much of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's future at the club does come down to today? Are we actually at that stage or is that just the sort of Emotional knee-jerk stuff that comes with the territory of some underwhelming performances I think if he loses today, yeah, he does come under serious threat I think a draw then he probably limps on towards the, the World Cup break um, and performances and results would then have to pick up dramatically within the remaining four games to that. A loss, well, the crowd will tell you what a loss does to you on the pitch, and the board would hear that. Whether they would act come Monday morning before the European game, maybe not, but I would certainly, I think, spell the end for me for him. Yeah, I think he would struggle. Um, Mark says he would come under pressure. I think he's already at that situation. That's already knocked at his door for me. I think he will know today that, especially at Ibrox, front of a big crowd, the way Rangers have played, they've performed, it's not been good. Fans are leaving in their droves after 75 uh, minutes at Ibrox, which is not acceptable to the Rangers supporters. So... He needs a big result today. But this will be a difficult game. This is a pressure game. He needs his players to stand up to be counted. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm. I think that's even more of a point uh, that, that Gordon makes there. Because if it gets ugly in the four stands at Ibrox, who can handle that? And who can't handle that in the Rangers team? Because while under pressure, more than a few of them are buckled. I suppose the bit that you sometimes overlook, it's easy to... Look at the, the perceived disasters that, that are going on Rangers are still big favourites for this game though, aren't they? Mm-hmm. You know, you, yeah. you sometimes find that easy to overlook You look for the, the worst case scenario um, Yes, Aberdeen are in decent form But you look at Rangers don't tend to lose domestic games to anyone other than Celtic Yes, there was the draw against Livingston last week If you look at the, the head-to-heads I think Aberdeen have even struggled to score at Ibrox in, in a lot of their recent visits or are we are we overdoing it a bit? No, I don't think so. I, I think that um, there'll be a test of character today for the Rangers players for me. 
they they know that the manager's under pressure. They know they're getting scrutinised as well. We've got guys phoning in claiming that Tavernier should be stripped to the captain, saying, "Look at the season that Tavernier had last year." So the players are coming under a lot of pressure. Look, uh, it was a long, long time ago. I've played there at Ibrox. And the fans weren't having it. There was only 13,000 people turning up. You were getting booed off the pitch. It's a hard, hard place to play if you don't perform. And I think that the big names today, the Kents, i.e., for example, for me, I think Lundstrom's got to step up to the mark. I know that a lot of people like Lundstrom, but I watched him the other night. I thought his work rate was terrible. That's got to improve today. They've got to show a desire one, and a hunger. One thing that intrigues me about Aberdeen is the foreign element there. They don't know they're not supposed to win at Ibrox. They don't suffer from what Lee Johnson, the Hibs manager, said was a mental block that Scottish players have when they're playing Celtic or Rangers. Miovsky and the Duke, they don't know that this is supposed to be a long shot for them. So if they can just play their natural game, then Aberdeen could be a threat. However, if they take one look at Ibrox, the 50,000 crowd take it all in and then shrink, then Rangers will be okay. What do you make of the team, Gordon? Um, yeah, it's interesting to, to you know, Yilmaz in at left back keeps his place, Gordon. I think that everybody going along there would agree. He was the one shining light the other night there. I think he performed. The rest, it's once again the question marks about people like Ken. I touched on Lundstrom and I know that people will say, well, hold on a minute, he's been a big player for us. I think watching him the other night, he never broke out a jog for me. Away from home, under pressure at Napoli against a good team, you can't afford to do that. So I think it's a big game for him. Um, I'm not surprised with the team. Once again, I know that there was a debate on the programme last night. Is it worthwhile? Because he's getting nothing out of the wide areas, Gordon. Now, if Livingston go with the game plan, we all know what happened. We all read the papers. We'd seen what David Martindale had worked on all week. Let them have the ball in the wide areas. Let them put it in. We'll defend that. Now, Jim Goodwin will be no different to that. Because that's the way Rangers are going to probably play today. Iros so have got two wide players with pace. They're going to try and get wide. So Aberdeen will have a game plan to say, if Livingston can do it, we can do it. I think that Aberdeen's got a terrific opportunity. If they're positive today, if they're positive today... They've got an opportunity mm. to upset Rangers. Yeah, you look at the goal threat, Mark, Miofsky, Duke, as mm. Hugh says, they're on a, a good mini run. Jim Goodwin's looking for the away form, though, to improve. It, it, it did that, step one, away at Fir Park last week. They will still give you chances. Motherwell scored. You look at Kevin Van Veen missed an absolute sitter. It was a brilliant 2-0 victory against Hearts the week before that, but again, Hearts had chances, so... Um, still a big ask for Aberdeen that, yeah. yeah, it's easy to overlook that isn't it yeah of course especially going to Ibrox you're right when you highlight you, Rangers are still heavy favourites for this game but if you're Jim Goodwin and you've been to Ibrox loads of times as a manager you must say that this is your your best opportunity to get something there to get a positive result when you're going brave and you're playing two up top against a fragile back four then of course you've got a chance but you highlight it as well Gordon at the back Aberdeen are certainly not the finished article either. So if you're Rangers on the other hand and you've you know you're putting in Fashion Sakala and Ryan Kent who's been underperforming and Cholak who's you know scores goals then you'd also fancy your chances going the other way. What a game it's going to be though. Strap yourselves in for Rangers against Aberdeen at Ibrox and what a fixture card we've got overall. Let's go to Easter Road for Hibs against St Mirren Roger Hanna.
Yeah, and as we've seen at the top of the show, Gordon, fifth against fourth in St Mullen. They will come here without a shred of trepidation. They've won in their last trip here in February. They've won six of their last nine league games, and that's what's put them two points ahead of Hibernian in fourth place in the Premiership. They're without Scott Tanzer, who was in a nasty car accident through the week with his wife. Best wishes to the two of them. But they do have Ryan Strain and Keanu Bacchus up against their Australian teammate Martin Boyle as they all chase places in Graham Arnold's squad for the World Cup finals in Qatar next month. Plenty for those boys to play for. Hibs have suffered three straight defeats since the beat Motherwell here at the start of the month and manager Lee Johnson's even turned to a psychologist to try and help his players deal with pivotal moments during matches. Interesting though that David Marshall was in the newspapers this morning still talking about mounting a, a campaign and qualifying for Europe so he believes that Hibs can turn the corner and get back to where they think they belong. Two changes from the side that lost here to St Johnson eight days ago. Kel McGuinness is suspended after his red card. He misses out against his former team and Josh Campbell, the top scorer, surprisingly drops to the bench. That means there's places in the midfield for Noan Kenna and Ewan Henderson. So they go with David Marshall in goal. It's three at the back. Ryan Porteous, Rocky Bashiri and Paul Hanlon. Across the middle, Chris Cadden, Noan Kenna, Joe Newell, Ewan Henderson and Marianne Cabraya. And up top, it's Martin Boyle with Mikola Kuharevich. On the bench, Schofield, Tavares, Stevenson, Melkerson, Ewan McGregor, Fish, Campbell and Aiken. So Mirren unsurprisingly unchanged from the side that beat Dundee United and Paisley last Saturday afternoon so it's Trevor Carson in goal they also have three at the back Marcus Fraser Alec Gogish and Charles Dunn across the middle Ryan Strain Keanu Bacchus Ethan Ehrhohan Mark O'Hara and Richard Tate and up top Jonah Ayunga and Curtis Main on the bench are Minsky Shaughnessy and Kenny Flynn Reid and Kilty Henderson, Grieve and Brophy The referee is Don Robertson The VAR is Greg Aiken It was great to hear Hibs Fully on brand at the start They're playing the Proclaimers Just to make sure everyone's not forgotten uh, hmm. that That's the team they support uh, let's Maybe go. the psychologist told them to stick it on There's every chance Let's go to McDermott Park St Johnston Killy is going to be watched by David Friel No Proclaimers here yet Gordon But a big game in the bottom six Between two teams Who played each other just 24 days ago In the league So obviously know each other pretty well Kelly edged that one 2-1 at Rugby Park And it should be tight again this time Do we look back I think the last five meetings Have all been decided by just the one goal St Johnson have actually won four of them as well So they do have a decent record They are sitting ninth Kelly are sitting tenth There's only one point between them So there's plenty of stake in this one Kelly are I fear in the back of a five game Unbeaten run in all competitions I think it's four in the league but St Johnson obviously full of confidence after beating Hibs last weekend in that historic first VAR match. Callum Davison has made two changes from that game. Graham Carey and Stevie May come in for Conor McLennan and Adam Montgomery. So it's pretty attacking lineup for St Johnson. It looks like the usual sort of 3-4-2-1. Remy Matthews in goals, a back three of Alec Mitchell, Liam Gordon and Andy Considine with Trey Wright, Melker Halberg, Ryan McGowan and James Brown across the middle and Carey and Stevie May in behind Nicky Clark. Subs for St Johnson are Parish Bear, Crawford Montgomery, Gallagher McLennan, Phillips Kutcherad and David Witherspoon as for Kelly Derek McInnes knows this place very very well he started his managerial career here at St Johnson returns with a Kelly squad minus the band Kyle Lafferty and the injured Christian Deutsch obviously they have issues in attack and as Cameron Youngster he'll continue up front but we need to remember Kelly do have one of the country's informed players and Danny Armstrong the little winger has been absolutely sensational four goals in his last five games and has really become a talisman for them Derek McInnes makes two changes from the win over Ross County last week. I think he's just maybe stiffening it up a wee bit. Ryan Alibioso and Ben Crisane are replaced by Rory McKenzie and Chris Stokes. So it looks like a sort of 4-3-3 formation. Zach Hemming in goals, Lewis Mayo, Ash Taylor, Joe Wright and Chris Stokes at the back. Rory McKenzie, Alan Poe and Kerr McInroy in midfield with Danny Armstrong and Jordan Jones beside Ennis Cameron. Subs for Kelly are Walker, Dorset, Shaw, Murray, Waters, Donnelly, Alibioso, Wales and Polworth. And the referee at McDermott Park is Craig Napier 
and the VAR is Ewan Anderson ah, the VAR eh? we'll catch on to that I'm sure later on in the show let's go to Tanadice Dundee United against Motherwell Selena Jackson is going to keep an eye on that one yeah, good afternoon from Tanadice. It's lining up to be a pretty interesting game in the Super Scoreboard Derby today in the bottom half of the table. I feel quite lucky to be covering the big glamour tie today. Dundee United have found a wee bit of form at home recently. Of course, those big wins over Aberdeen and Hibs earlier this month. As for Motherwell, though, I'm sorry to say it, Gordon, they've been struggling at home and on the roads. Uh, they've picked up just four points from their last seven league games. One of them came the last time they faced Dundee United. That was a goalless draw at Fir Park. So I'm hoping for a more exciting encounter this time round, but I know that might not be great for relations in the studio. Let's get your teams. Liam Fox has made four changes to his Dundee United side this afternoon after their 2-1 defeat to St Mirren last time out with Eriksson, Niskanen, Jim and Middleton all on the bench. So Mark Birigiti is back between the posts. You've got an unchanged back three of Liam Smith, Ryan Edwards and Scott McMahon. In front of them, Kieran Freeman, Dylan Levitt, who's back from injury, Jamie McGrath, Craig Sibbald and Aziz Betch and the strikers are Tony Watts and Stephen Fletcher is back too after coming on as a sub and scoring last time out on the bench Eriksson, Graham, Niskanen, Pollitt, Jim, Middleton, Meekson, Sadat and Harks as for Motherwell just the one change from their 2-1 defeat to Aberdeen Ross Tierney drops out and is replaced by Connor Shields so in goals it's Liam Kelly then a back four of Paul McGinn, Sondre Solholm Ricky Lamy and Matt Penny then you've got Stuart McKinstry, Callum Slattery, Connor Shields Sean Goss and Blair Spittle and up front it's Kevin Van Veen the subs Oxborough, O'Donnell, Mugabe, Maguire, Cornelius, Moult, Morris, Tierney and Miller your referee here at Tanadice today is John Beaton and your VAR is David Munro right tell text Fraser Wisher whatever he is tell him he's not getting back on Selena's taking his, his gig and he's never getting it back what, it was what, nice to know what Selena was really trying to tell you there is that Motherwell are rotten no on chance. the road <laughs> Motherwell are rotten at home mm, in, terms of, in terms of the DVLA You're an old banger Well it would take one to no one wouldn't it um, I think the <laughs> Shucks, I think it's true though On the, the Super Scoreboard Derby Wilson and producer Callum Versus the two GDs in here yeah, So we'll see yeah, how that whoa. one pans out Looking forward to it uh, Let's stick with a Lanarkshire theme Hamilton against Cove Rangers Is our featured championship match Gabriel has the teams there yeah, battle at the bottom of the championship here at New Douglas Park between two teams in desperate need of a victory. The host Hamilton sit bottom of the table. They've lost five of their last six games. But they know a win today could push them up to eighth and above their opposition from the northeast. Aki's head coach, John Rankin, makes four changes to the side that lost to Arbroath last week. Uh, the team is as follows. Jamie Smith in goal, a back four of Michael Doyle, Nico Vertonen, Brian Easton and Matthew Shields. Midfield four is Lewis Smith, Johnny Ngandu, Stevie Lawson and Ellis Brown with Andrew Winter just off Andy Ryan. Up top subs are Scully, Owens, Newbury, McGinn, Latona, Minmort, Zanata, Tiehi and one. Well, Cove boss Jim McIntyre hasn't had the easiest start to life in the northeast, either they're winless in three. They know this match could prove to be a six-pointer come the end of the season. They currently sit in eighth, just above the drop. He makes one change from the team that drew 2-2 with Air seven days ago. Max Johnson comes in for Evan Towler. It's Kyle Gourlay in goal. Shea Logan, Mark Reynolds, Jack Sanders, and Max Johnson in the back four. Louis Longstaff will play off the right with Charlie Gilmore off the left. Blair Yule and Connor Scully in the middle of the park. Jerry McDonough and Mitch Meganson are up top with Mackenzie Towler, Neil Masson. Vigas, Leach and Dunn on the bench. It is a dreary day here in Lanarkshire, but the fans who have turned out will hope for an entertaining game. The previous meeting this season was 2-2. 
So hopefully there'll be some more goals again. And don't forget, this is the championship. There's no VAR here. So hopefully we'll have plenty of controversy and questionable decisions. The referee in charge of all that is Chris Graham. Well, it just means that you'll be finished 20 minutes before your colleagues. That's what it means. But anyway, uh, VAR, I'm sure, will... Have something to say about the afternoon That's you up to date on all your team news And that means it's time to look back on Some of the week's biggest talking points We'll do that next The team with the biggest support In Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Are in the studio The top team are all around the grounds They've given you team news ahead of the 3 o'clock game So let's pause for some reflection As we often do on a Saturday afternoon Look back on some of the week's biggest topics And again, Roger Hanna We're not knocking it It's a nice busy schedule It's been another midweek Completely dominated by European football Yeah, um, it feels as if we've been here before as well Gordon Celtic starting Playing reasonably well in patches But not getting the win that they craved And out of Europe Rangers taking on a quality side Again away from home Losing by a number of goals And all but out of Europe And Hearts out of Europe before kickoff on Thursday night, but managed to salvage a bit of pride with a win. So it's been an autumn that has taught Scotland's best clubs exactly where they stand in the sort of pantheon of European greatness, if you like. What it does, though, Rogers, is it, it clearly feeds into today, particularly for Rangers. We always hear it, don't we? We, we get pre-season predictions in, and we'll always hear comments along the lines of that Europe's just a bonus and it can be a free hit and the league is the priority and all this sort of stuff but the Rangers fans who are heading along today acknowledge that Napoli was a tough test but their mood today has still been made worse by what happened in Naples that's just the way it works isn't it yeah and if you you take things in isolation 3-0 away in Naples um, it's not a great result of course it isn't but it's, it's probably where Rangers are at the minute you know Liverpool went there and lost heavily to Naples as well they're top of Serie A they are a very good team um, that's not what's irking the Rangers fans when they arrive at Ibrox today what is irking them is the drop points against Livingston last Saturday the ponderous performance uh, the ponderous performance against the D in the Cup a few days earlier um, they weren't even great when they won games against Motherwell and Dundee United so you can't pull the wool over the, the eyes of the Rangers fans they know what they're seeing and they're not enjoying what they're seeing just now and as the boys were saying at the top of the show this is an enormous game for Rangers and for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst because if the result goes the wrong way it really does intensify the pressure on the manager So what do you think then the criticism that followed Wednesday over the top unfair or justified? Um, the criticism, I don't think it was over the top. Um, Rangers set a standard in Europe last season by going all the way to the Europa League final, and I know this is a different competition, and I know this is a level up, but the performances haven't been good. The results have been awful. They've lost five straight games in Europe. They've lost six out of 12 in all competitions, and for Rangers supporters, that's difficult to stomach. Uh, I did notice that Napoli had gone 2-0 up inside 19 minutes this afternoon with a Victor Osimhen double. He didn't even play against Rangers, so there is an obvious uh, acknowledgement as to the the level there, David Friel. But it's um, it's it's been bruising. I know arithmetically, Rangers still can finish third. It would take an unbelievable evening um, against uh, against Ajax at Ibrox. So it's, it's been a pretty rough ride, hasn't it, this Champions League? Yeah, it has. I mean, you think back to the, the scenes in Eindhoven when Rangers celebrated getting there, Gordon, and to be perfectly honest with you, since their first game, it's been a bit painful. You know, I think it's been a bit of a tortuous process for Rangers, a bit of a slog, and 
And it's crazy to think that in this calendar year, Rangers on the road to the Europa League final had such highs in Europe, you know, Red Star, Belgrade, Dortmund, Braga, Leipzig, you know, daring to dream in European football was, I know Rangers didn't win the league, but it was leading to a feel-good factor at the club. And then you go into the, the better competition and to be honest with you, you know, the element of it, it to me is it's just knocked the players' confidence. And you can say all you want about expectations, etc. But if you are taking, you know, five beatings like Rangers have, it's going to affect you. And you know, I think today's a huge game for Giovanni Van Bronckers, but I would actually also say the Ajax game on Wednesday um, is just as big because it's the most winnable game of the group. And if Rangers were to finish with six defeats, I think that pales pressure on them as well. Well, if they lose, of course, David, uh, you would know that that would make Rangers the worst ever group stage competitors in the history of the Champions League. So you're right, that would be another black mark against the manager. Their Champions League group stage phase has been utterly dismal, dire. Seven goals lost to Liverpool at Ibrox, a, a record defeat at Ibrox for the club. How Giovanni Van Bronckers survived that, I do not know. At the same time, Celtic fans are bigging up, to use the young person's expression, their performance in the Champions League. They are kidding themselves on. Celtic bottom and out. They've scored three goals, they get two draws, and they await a torrid time in Madrid. And if Rangers were to beat Ajax, by whatever margin, and Celtic lost to Madrid, which they will do, Rangers would have more points. And I'd love to hear... Thursday night's super scoreboard if that happens mm. are the Celtic fans not just pointing out the odd sort of sign of progression here and there or the, the odd performance that, that gave them belief what what constitutes bigging up I can't believe I'm asking that question to Hugh Evans. well the, the, phrases you never thought you would hear yeah they're, they're bigging up performances that were at least lively Rangers have been flat a soft touch easily beaten since the, the group stages started that they have been an embarrassment to themselves and to the club Celtic you get the occasional flurry of excitement but it still comes down to a draw home and away against the displaced persons of Shakhtar Donetsk three goals bottom of the table and out uh, listen, I think there is a stark difference I, I know Hugh what you're saying the points on the board tell the, the end story but there is a certain way of playing and I think that's, you know, that excites fans and gives them optimism going to the games and Ange Postecoglou certainly has that in this Champions League campaign. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is as far away from that as you can get. And the, the decline in the performances, performance levels for Rangers for that game against PSV Eindhoven have been alarming because the PSV Eindhoven game was carrying on for what they did in the Europa League. They looked like a team who could handle going away from home against really anybody in Europe and putting up a good fight. Whatever's happened between the qualification for the Champions League and the actually Champions League taking place, who knows, because it looks like a totally different set of players that's representing the club. It's a culmination, Gordon, isn't it? It feels like individually those Champions League results are not not that surprising. You, you could... Even even although it was seven, as Hugh says, you can still see that happening. You come against up against one of Europe's elite, it can happen. We've seen it in recent seasons, but it's the fact that every game's been a bit like that, or every game's been particularly disappointing. Not managed to to, to land a 
a punch that's what the Rangers fans keep phoning in and, and saying is the real frustration yeah I, and I think that's where the difference is and Hugh makes great points because he's correct that Celtic are bottom of the, the, the table they're out but I think the difference is if you look at the Celtic games compared to Rangers ones there was times and we kept talking about it take your chances if they take their chances it's a different game you look at the Rangers games and you never really believed that throughout the campaign for me Gordon but my biggest concern, and I'll harp back on about it the other night there, was the the sort of a desire, I'm not going to say players cheat and don't try, desire and effort to go and work as a team would be my big, big concern. The players on the pitch have got talent, there's no doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm not denying that. But you got to, somewhere along the line, if you're playing against a team that far better than you, and let's be honest, Napoli have got better players than Rangers, you're away from home, You've got to at least go and compete and try and work and close down and, and put the effort in and, you know, to try and make it difficult for them. Napoli were in second gear for most of the game. Yes, Rangers had a wee opportunity with Morelos and you're always going to get that. But I think, listening to the phone calls, the Rangers supporters dialed into that as well because they were so disappointed in the performance. How does it happen that, Roger Hanna, you and Hugh Evans and David Friel have sat in many player and manager interviews over the years. They've all told you the same thing, that players don't down tools and they don't not try. Of course they do. How does it happen then that after a result like the other night, we get inundated with Rangers fans saying, it doesn't look like they're trying, it doesn't look like they're putting in the appropriate effort. Well, some of the statistics would actually back that up because was there a, not a stat the other night that each of the outfield Napoli players had run half a kilometre more than each of the Rangers outfield players. So they're you know they're covering more ground. They are looking more energetic, and that's where the Rangers supporters get this downing tools thing. I don't think they're downing tools, but I do think they could up their energy levels, their effort levels. And that starts at 3 o'clock this afternoon because Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, he blamed the slow start against Livingston last week. Not just Joel Nubley's goal, the slow start from Rangers. If there is another slow start today, Aberdeen, who I saw at third part last Saturday, Gordon, might just be the boys to pounce on that. Well, um, Aberdeen have to prove something to themselves, Roger, I would suggest. You know, it's all very well saying... Jim Goodwin's won four of his last five. This is the proper test of Aberdeen and their capabilities. Uh, we're very interested to see how Miofsky and Luis Lopez uh, get on in that Ibrox environment, as I would be interested to see how they survived at Celtic Park as well. We have got to... Had a go at Rangers and Celtic and their European performances and the, everyone else who competed in Europe this season... Motherwell, Dundee United Hearts, they were dismal as well. Uh, but we've got to find out if there's a team out with Rangers and Celtic in this country who are worth a damn when it comes to competitive football. Uh, I'm not suggesting that Aberdeen should be in running for the title because they never will. But you have to expect Aberdeen, a club of their size within our small country, to come to a place like Ibrooks today when Rangers are playing in a fashion that's alarming for the supporters, they have to come and show that they can do something, that there's a, a semblance of competitiveness about our league. Uh, when you look at Hearts, Roger Hanna, the the margins are different, I suppose, because you know they're you know finished bottom of the group and and can't no not bottom of the group, sorry, can't progress 
finished third in the group But ultimately those two wins against Riga Are probably worth a few players' salary for a year for Hearts So that, that in itself is Like it's a level of success You know, does that sound a bit defeatist? Of course you want to aim for more But that's still something tangible to take away from a European group stage Yeah, very worthwhile for Hart um, Very valuable, about half a million pounds secured the other night With that win against RFS um, Hearts have probably punched their weight in the group um, If you look at budget, Fiorentina and Basaksha here should finish first and second in the group Gordon Hearts should finish third they've done well to beat RFS home and away and if they can now focus on another third place finish in the Premiership they will look at European football next season and probably benefit from the experiences they've had this year Let's leave it there then because we've got domestic football on our minds this afternoon some fantastic games of course at Ibrox and beyond and we'll go back around the grounds next the winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Just over 15 minutes until the three o'clock games get underway. Of course, two big matches tomorrow in the Premiership as well. But this afternoon, we are looking forward to Rangers against Aberdeen, Hibs, St Mirren, St Johnston, Kelly, and Dundee United, Motherwell. We've got Hamilton Cove. As our featured championship match Let's hear from the managers then Ahead of the big one at Ibrox It's something I, I always felt Throughout my career You know, the pressure to perform uh, The pressure to uh, To to every game uh, Reach your standard I had it as a player I have the same as a coach You know, and of course you feel uh, The pressure But the, the most pressure I, I, I feel Is the pressure I put myself on And that's uh, Something I'm I'm used to and gives me strength and energy to to keep going forward, and uh, that's the only thing I can do. He can handle the pressure, says Giovanni van Bronckhorst, the man who's hoping to pile it on him. Is Jim Goodwin? Mindset is a big thing when you're going into these types of fixtures, you know, especially away from home against Celtic and Rangers. I think uh, you know a lot of teams can be very defeatist and very negative before a ball is kicked, but you know I don't see that. Within our group, you know, there's a lot of new faces in Scotland who haven't been involved in this type of fixture before. Uh, this is one of the reasons why a number of the players we signed came to the Scottish Premier League in the first place, because they want to test themselves against the likes of Rangers who have got, you know, good international players throughout their squad. So, yeah, we want to go and see how far away we are as a group as well. You know, we're sitting third in the table at the moment. You know, there's an incentive there to close the gap on Rangers in second, but we want to see what exactly is required to get to that next level. So looking forward to that one. We will go back to Ibrox just before kick-off. We'll get a build-up uh, and flavour of the atmosphere there with Andrew McLean, who will recap the teams for now. Let's go back around uh, the rest of the grounds. I like the look of Hibs St Mirren, Roger Hanna, uh, because when you look at that league table, they're only separated by a couple of points. You might, if you're Stephen Robinson, fall into that old trap of thinking, yeah, okay, Rangers are not in a good place, but if Aberdeen lose at Ibrox, if we can come away with a win at Easter Road, St Mirren will be sitting pretty come the end of the afternoon. Yeah, I think they already are sitting pretty. Fourth place in the Premiership is pretty good for St Mirren. Um, Tony Fitzpatrick, when he was at the club, used to harp on every year about what it would mean to get into the top six. And, and they were very unfortunate under Jim Goodwin not to make that top six. And I think that has to be the goal for Stephen Robinson, to get St Mirren into that top six. He's got a nice bit of continuity and selection. It's the same side that beat Dundee United last week. He's got a strong bench, you know, after looking for goals. Eamon Brophy, Alec Grieve, Greg Kilty, all in that. 
bench. So it, it, it's as a club, St Mirren are a, a good place right now. Where are Hibs? Because, and I don't mean literally. Um, you look at the start to life under Lee Johnson, maybe it wasn't particularly convincing. You know, they, they dug out late draws against Hearts and Rangers and benefited from some red cards. Then they go and win those four games in a row. Uh, keep a, a three clean sheets in fact in that time as well you think they're on to something and now it's three defeats in a row albeit one of them against Celtic yeah um, I saw them at Dingwall for Super Scoreboard the other week and during that winning run they won 2-0 and they looked good but I think they sort of turned into a team Hibs who have got some good players but I've yet to convince me they're a good team if you know what I mean you know, if you look at the likes of David Marshall Ryan Portes Chris Cadden Martin Boyle they're all good players but I still think, you know, if you look at the Hibs squad, I wouldn't know what the Lee Johnson's first choice 11 is, if that makes sense, Gordon. I'm not convinced Lee Johnson knows what his first choice 11 is. Either a couple of changes again today, knowing Kenna and, and Ewan Henderson coming into that midfield. And I think Lee Johnson is still trying to find his feet with this squad of players. Um, maybe this World Cup break will come at a good time for him. He can get a couple of the injured lads back and then they can make a push. We're talking about St Mern trying to get into the top six. Success for Hibs has to be European qualification. Has he got that nice coat on again that he wore at Celtic Park the other week? You know something I actually haven't seen him. It's Jamie McAllister and David Gray who are out on the pitch warming up the players. I haven't seen him right, so make, far make today. Make sure you keep us up to speed. We'll be desperate to know. Let's hear from him. We are on this journey. Um, you know, we're not the finished article yet, and we've shown some really good signs at times, and at times we've fallen a little bit short. So we need to keep honing the performance. When we have spells, we need to capitalise and we need to score goals. We need to kill teams off a little bit better than we are. And if there are plot twists in the game, which often there are, particularly in Scotland, then we have to respond better and the best we possibly can. So. Again, there's not been a negative uh, environment here. We're full of positivity going into the game. I think, in one sense, the boys should be really looking forward to, to getting back uh, in front of our fans and, and showing them what we can do with them, obviously, fully behind us, which they are. And here's Stephen Robinson. I've watched a lot of Hibs. I think Lee signed a lot of good players, a lot of pace in the team. I think I spoke highly about Martin Boyle before. He's he's a player I've rated very very highly for a long time and he's a he's a big threat they've got a lot of strengths to, you know they're a, a team that's open to play expansive football as well but they also have got that threat on the break with the, the pace that they have our away form can be better our home form is excellent you know I think we've we've made it a real fortress at home we've picked up a lot of good results away from home our performance is surprisingly maybe to hear me say that I think I've been very good against St Johnson against Rangers um, Aberdeen was a bit of a, an anomaly with 10 men but we've, we've played well without getting results we have to try and turn those into 90 minutes of, of good decisions St Johnston against Kilmarnock David Friel is at McDermott Park David is this the kind of fixture at this stage in the season where it's early but it's not that early so perhaps the, the type of fixture that determines whether you're able to look upwards or whether you're, you're getting set for a a bit of a relegation battle. Yeah, 100%, Gordon. As I said earlier, there's only a point, you know, a position between them and a point between them. Two probably pretty evenly matched sides, you know, probably ones during the summer going for similar players and you know, maybe similar budgets as well. I know Kilmarnock, you know, are backing Derek McInnes, but he had a big, big rebuild on his hands. And yeah, I think so. And I think for both, I mean, I think St Johnson have been really, really inconsistent. Kelly have been a lot more consistent, but they aren't scoring a lot of goals. Nine goals in 12 league games isn't a lot. 
and they've lost Kyle Lafferty to mid-January. Derek McKenna's saying got a, you know, some bad luck with losing Christian Dodge to injury as well. So he's going to have to rely on his Cameron for the moment. Young striker, 22, a bit raw, but he'll be leading the line today. But he's up against a really experienced rear guard at St Johnson as well. So yeah, 100%. These, these are the games that both managers will target. And I think especially St Johnson at home, I think that's something Callum Davidson's really, really keen to get back to. A really strong home record. Let's hear from both managers then, Callum Davidson and Derek McInnes. I always say all games are uh, really important, uh, all for different types of things, but uh, it's really important we, we go out, we put our performance in, uh, we, we test Kilmarnock, we ask questions. I think I said that all along, it's going to be a tight league, and uh, I think wins are crucial. I think you, you're right, I think one minute you can be fighting relegation, one minute you can be trying to get top six, putting pressure on teams up there. Uh, I'd just like to start getting a few more victories, start having back to back wins, and start trying to do sort of create that little bit of momentum, uh, which I feel at the moment. You know, yeah, I know we, have, we lost a few games beforehand at Celtic and stuff, but I think there were some good performances in there, so there's definitely momentum going forward. The, the type of form that we're, we're showing at the minute, the level of performance is exactly what I was hoping for from, from the outset, but um, for one reason or another, you know, finding out about the players, players finding out about the league, but I think we're you know, settled into the Premier League now, and I think certainly the cup runs no done us any harm either in terms of building confidence. So, um, But players are... Our players are players, you know, they, they, they go in, they play good, get some good performances, get some good results, it breeds confidence. We've had two clean sheets in a row now in the Premier League, which helps us, you know, particularly when we may um, be a wee bit short some of our attacking options, so that keeping clean sheets is vitally important, and it was great that we managed to do that. Tanner Dice for Dundee United Motherwell. What, what were those worrying Motherwell statistics again? Selena, run them past me again. Um... It was four points from their last seven. I think it may have been eight league appearances, Gordon. I'm very sorry right. to tell you that. Yeah, uh, going to be that's an interesting one, Mark. Um, I'll be keeping an eye on you too. Make sure you're not fighting over it, Gordon DL, yep. being the big Motherwell fan. You've been a Dundee United legend, of obviously. course. Yeah, um, yeah. What do you mean, of course, you weren't a legend. Yeah, yeah. Selena will tell you that. There'll be pictures of me all over the walls at Paradise. I'm sure four she's points. <laughs> the Steel Men four points ahead of Dundee United. So the incentive is there to close that gap. Motherwell not on a great run. Um, how do you see this one panning out? Um, with Dundee United, they're, they're so unpredictable this season. Um, Motherwell, having saw them last week against Celtic, watched them against Rangers, they look like they're struggling at the minute. I fancy Dundee United to snatch that one this afternoon. Um, it's a hard one to call. I think that Motherwell need a result. Uh, Dundee United are scrapping for their lives down there, Gordon. Um, they've got the incentive of closing that gap, as you say, to one point, putting a bit of pressure on. Uh, I think I think Selena's in for a, an exciting game. I've got to say, I think it will be a good game, but it's a very hard one to call. Don't forget, we do have that featured championship game as well between Hamilton and Cove. So Gabriel will keep us up to speed all afternoon on that. But the kickoffs are fast approaching. We'll go back to Ibrooks next. The fastest goals, the expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Fast approaching kickoff in the three o'clock games. Let's go back to Ibrox and build up. Just waiting on the teams coming out. I think Andrew McLean. Yeah, just waiting on them coming out. I was listening in actually as the team lineups have been read out over the Tannoy system. 
uh, not too long ago. It started with Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, his name read out, but we're not at the point where he was getting any booze. There was a smattering of applause for him and uh, for the, the players' names that followed afterwards. But there's just a feeling that the Rangers support here, they don't have a lot of confidence in their side at the moment. It seems like that comes from quite a few different things as well. Not been able to create chances against teams they should. They've been losing cheap goals as well. And on top of that, you know, lots of goals in Europe too and team selections as well you never really know what you're going to get from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst starting lineup today it's Alan McGregor in goal the back four James Tavernier Leon King Ben Davies and Red Van Yelmaz the midfield three James Sands Sean Lundstrom and Malik Tillman with Fashion Sakala and Ryan Kent either side of Antonio Cholak but you look at some of the players in there Red Van Yelmaz he's played his way into the starting lineup after being quite far off it since his arrival James Sands started as a centre-back at the start of the season. He was out the team for a while. Then he's back in the team as a midfielder. The right wing spot has been a bit of a lottery in recent times as well. It looks as if Van Bronckhorst has settled on pace, but sometimes it's right, sometimes it's Matondo. Today it's Sakala that gets the nod, but it doesn't really seem like rotation in these Rangers teams. It seems like he's still trying to work out what his best starting eleven is out of the players he's got available to him at the moment but the one thing Rangers cannot afford today is a slow start I can already imagine what the atmosphere would be like in here if Aberdeen get an early goal or even put early pressure on Rangers because we saw what happened against Livingston last weekend and there was the you know the early goal from Joel Nubley and straight away the fans were on the back of the team and on the player when there already is that feeling of disconnect with the team that would just create a tension that really wouldn't help these players at all Van Bronckhorst said yesterday that it's best when everyone is working together but you feel that will only be the case if the players put in a performance to lift the crowd as well the players are out at the moment, they've got their show the racism, the red cards, black cards that they are just about to hold up as well. There's an applause around the stadium as they hold those cards up. I'll read that Aberdeen team to you as well. Killer Roos in goal for them today. Ross McCrory, Anthony Stewart and Liam Scales are the back three. Jaden Richardson and Jack McKenzie, the wing-backs. Connor Barron, Elber Ramadani and Leighton Clarkson are the three central midfielders. Duke and Bojan Miofsky are the two strikers and Aberdeen they don't tend to travel well here they did draw two all almost a year ago to the day it was at Ibrox but in recent seasons they've lost 4-0 twice they've lost 5-0 once as well so Jim Goodwin he will be keen to make sure that those types of scorelines aren't a regular thing for his Aberdeen side when they come here he'll be hoping as well that they can take advantage of any nerves at the moment the Rangers crowd are, are singing they're getting behind their team that's what Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was wanting from them earlier and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst saying that you know he, he understands there is pressure at the moment but he wants his players to be able to handle that pressure he says you know he, he's played at massive clubs throughout his career he's been a manager elsewhere beforehand he, he said he's had to deal with that pressure and he said that the biggest pressure that he's under is the pressure he puts on himself as manager so he'll be hoping that these players can go out and have a much quicker start than they did at Ibrooks last weekend but it is a huge huge game here for Rangers and we are not far away from kickoff. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Trade accounts available now. Call them today. The scene is set at Ibrox. It's always one of the fixtures you look out for uh, in the Scottish Premiership as Rangers against Aberdeen but with everything that's at stake this afternoon 
It should be an absolute cracker And how is it going to finish Or not going to finish As the case may be Hugh Evans. Rangers 3 Aberdeen 1 2 for Cholak 1 for Sakala wow. Miobski scores for Aberdeen Hibden uh, St Mirren I'm paying tribute to Stephen Robinson I think they'll get a draw At Easter Road The Saints uh, the other Saints St Johnston will beat Kilmarnock Dundee United will beat Motherwell and uh, Mr Antionazzi will see Hamilton beat Cove Rangers mm, I think Rangers will have enough to beat Aberdeen today I'll go for a Hibs home win a draw St Johnston Kelly United to beat Motherwell and Cove will beat Hamilton I'm going to be a little bit different today boys I'm going Rangers Aberdeen draw I fancy Hibs to beat St Mirren I fancy St Johnston to beat Kilmarnock I'll take a draw at Tannadice in the Derby and Cove Rangers to beat Hamilton. Well, let's find out. Sit back and enjoy. I've looked out the window. It's absolutely miserable. If you're not out and about at a game, you might as well just sit back and listen to the nonsense that these three will serve up between now and six o'clock. You can tweet the show all afternoon at Clyde SSB. We'll keep you up to speed on everything that's happening throughout the games. We'll have teasers will have the usual distractions no doubt and then at five o'clock the open line will be here the most important part of the day where you get to react to whatever your team has served up this afternoon so we're looking forward to that already and i'll give you the nod when it's time to pick up that phone we've pretty much made it to five past three without even mentioning that it's only day two or week two of var in the scottish premiership hugh keevans oh. let's see if we're giving it as a uh, few mentions come full time Well last week we had uh, Nick Walsh Up to his neck in controversy uh, At the Heart Celtic game Now he's the referee here uh, At Ibrox today And uh, last week uh, Helping And I use the word advisedly Helping Nick Walsh was uh, Stephen McLean uh, In the VAR office And he's back in it today Covering Rangers Aberdeen So Lightning to strike twice no. Willie Collum's the VAR Oh is he? According to Andrew McLean I, I, I thought I'm glad he's corrected us Because I, I thought you were right as well But there we go uh, Andrew McLean says Willie Collum Willie Collum What VAR. could possibly go wrong? Apparently So <laughs> there we go um, We'll keep you up to speed on any uh, Don't think Producer Callum Have we got our VAR flash button yet? No still just goal flashes Yeah we need so, one don't we? Well, we need to get one Yeah, We need to get one surely Because last week it was Chaos Chaos Mm. Um, Need to be yeah. the, the sound of a siren Would it not? We'll wait and see Game's all underway then We'll see if we get any early drama Always good to get things up and running There is a full time result from down the road As they say Where Leicester lost 1-0 to Man City A Kevin De Bruyne special uh, Wrapping up all three points for Pep Guardiola's side Sensational free kick That was Yeah Look forward to watching that Match of day Yeah I was just thinking more about Pep With the, the sort of Stained oh, jeans and the hoodie I on. love it Not my day Imagine that it, You it, at Somerset it, with a hoodie Ridiculous <laughs> The two either side of me Gordon Were not having Pep's attire um, No Hugh's more a suited And trilby kind of Levi jeans On the touchline Doesn't even fit him Baggy at oh, the back I know. You've got to tidy yourself up When you're a manager of City <laughs> Funnily enough It's been quite the week for you Because yeah. you, you, there was a lot of attention Paid to your dress sense The other night in the show You came dressed like a very young man You and Sharp. Mark I think you're Missing the word Sharp. You and Mark went off to Robbie Williams yeah. together Yeah And didn't at, see him the full night In a taxi <laughs> That was arranged on These very phone lines Because someone yeah. phoned and offered To give you a lift Yeah Did it all work out okay Did it all go to plan Oh it was brilliant I mean the taxi journey in was Can great. we not thank John John was Oh John yeah John, I sent John a text just to thank him That's the kind of guy I am and he <laughs> Did went you tip him though? No, uh, we did We did uh, I went a five each 
flashes with Clydebilt Home Improvements. We'll get back to that. It's St Johnston have taken the lead. St Johnston mm. won, Kilmarnock nil. And speaking of doing things that the youngsters do, it's Stevie May that scored, right? Now, what's the celebration he's been doing? Yep. The gritty. The gritty. Yeah. The gritty. And Gordon DL. There's a whole generation, by the way, even my generation, Hugh, isn't yeah. quite sure about that. So. I'm not sure about Stevie May doing it. I mean, he looks like a bag of washing at the best of times. So, <laughs> Gordon <laughs> DL, what he's doing, dancing about, I don't know. Gordon <laughs> DL has been practicing. I'm not very good. I'm, I was getting up and down the hall. You, there. Got, you got the gritty in your locker, do you? Not yet. No, no but I will get it. Don't you worry about so, that. John Lubley did it. Did well, they not? I brought it last week. Don't think Daz is quite perfected it yet Which, do you think it's the hit like you're getting an electric shock I think it's the old treatment injury that uh, yeah it's a, bit, it's a bit stiff on the, the right hand side there so um, might have a problem no, but I'll give it listen you can only give it a go yeah I'm not sure if he's whipped out the gritty for this because it was a shot all across it was deflected in and not entirely convincing but they all count as the saying goes so St Johnston one up Rangers have started well Yilmaz and Tillman both looking quite lively forcing some early corner kicks and uh, trying, obviously, to get the crowd on board. Certainly wouldn't want it to go the other way, uh, like it did last week. We're living one up by now. They were, yeah. Far off it, yeah. Um, Kent gone to the byline. He's crossed it from the left. It was a bit of an awkward height, though, for Sakala. He tried to almost get his knee on the ball, and it ended up over the bar. So, bright start uh, from Rangers. Well, so, everything went okay. Sorry, just quickly, the Robbie Williams. Because I've been inundated with people asking me if you look, how you two got on. There was, a, there was a lot to it. We went in the taxi and to be fair to the John, I did ask for nuts. He did bring, he brought, he dried John, roasted. The taxi I was a bit disappointed. I actually pointed out it was salted. I was looking for John, but we got there, and then what happened was I never seen Wilson again until that sounds great yesterday. Yeah. And I've got to say, the many people that stopped me on the way in and said, look, sharp is not even the word, Dazzler. Not even the <laughs> it word. It was a different word. <laughs> anyway, we had to get the and I couldn't understand seat. the hand sign. I wanted to stand like thousands do at a guy. He says he wasn't standing. So we got him a seated ticket <laughs> and he sat at the full concert. Was but you enjoyed yourself. It was brilliant. You loved it. But the problem was, right, I should have went to the standing area because I was up in the gods and Robbie Williams was three foot two, right? <laughs> I, I think it was him that was down there. I don't know. They could, could have been anybody. Yeah, yeah. But then what happened, Gordon? Somebody tested me right away. Girl and guy in front. Once the the DJ, rock DJ, come on, they get up. They got a tap on the shoulder. No, excuse me. You didn't. You didn't. You asked him to me. sit down. Yeah. <laughs> You're joking. There is nothing worse. They're not. They're not ruining my enjoyment. That is socially unacceptable. No, it's not. It's, no, it's not. That's terrible. I feel embarrassed. They've for you. done the right thing standing up. If, if that's the case, me. take all the seats out. Right, <laughs> the seats are there for a reason. Hugh, you'll be pleased to know Brighton have gone one up against Chelsea. Ah. The Andrew Trossard. The grandkids I, at that one, I take it. Uh, I texted Archie this morning and I said, Good luck. And he said, We'll need it. Tell you who needs some good luck St. Mirren, because Hibs have taken the lead. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Yes, Hibs won St. Mirren nil. Kuharevich with the goal. It's a great move, actually. It was Noel, uh, Newell, sorry, to Khabraha and a tap in. Uh, to finish it all off So good start for the Highbies Well early days yet um, St Mirren have done too much of late To write them off at this early stage Ok let's do your teaser Hugh If you're ready Give some audience participation mm. 
the first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Listen carefully. Not including old firm games. Not including old firm games. Name the last seven players to score a hat trick against Celtic or Rangers in Scottish mm. domestic football or the Champions League. Now I'm not talking. Can, about can, I, can I do the unthinkable here and we'll just revisit that because we've got a bit of drama here. Hibs have not taken the lead. Oh, VAR oh, has the ruled it out. For offside There was a big delay Whilst they checked If it's the right call Good Got yeah. there in the end A couple of weeks ago That would have stood erroneously But the celebrations are over And ready to kick off So it is level uh, Between Hibs and St Mirren That goal has been ruled out uh, Due to VAR Edinburgh. And, and Rangers fans Just when you think It can't get any worse Don't get, worry You're not trailing But Yilmaz has already gone off injured And been Whoa. replaced by Barisic He's the one you wanted to see Back in the team I'm very sorry Hugh But I know you like the drama yeah, Anyway of course, yeah. Let's go again with the question Edinburgh is the capital of VAR At this rate Not including old firm games Name the last seven players To score a hat-trick Against Celtic or Rangers In Scottish domestic football Or the Champions League I'm not talking about Champions League qualifiers Anybody can get a hat-trick there I'm talking <laughs> about proper stuff so who are the last seven players to score a hat-trick against Celtic or Rangers in domestic football here mm. or the Champions League? I like that. So it doesn't include each other, as, uh, as Hugh quite rightly says. Name the last seven players to score a hat-trick against Celtic or against Rangers, either domestically mm. or in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Not the Europa League and not the qualifiers. The Champions League only. OK, uh, we've got one of these in our featured championship game. Goal Flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements Hamilton nil, Cove Rangers 1 It's a former Motherwell player That's why he's obviously wanting to score against the Ackies yeah. It's Mark Reynolds It was a header that looked over the goalkeeper And uh, the visitors go in front down there in Hamilton Yeah, John Rankin having a tough time here Just now yeah, they are rooted to the bottom of the table And behind this afternoon Alloa 1, Clyde nil. Luke Donnelly Um on 10 minutes Clyde also having a tough mm, time Daniel yeah. Lennon Has been Placed somewhere That I'd never heard Before Yes Is that what they call Gardening leave these days I don't know Is it What's the difference We're missing Fraser Wishart To tell us um, I don't know why they, they He's not in charge they, of Clyde At the moment I don't know why They couldn't just say Sacked um, But There'll be some Contractual reason I'm sure To be I, I mean I, I think a lot of Danny Lennon Is a great guy uh, I'll never forget Going last season To the Clyde Bank Clyde Scottish Cup tie and the first thing he said was are you still going about <laughs> and I thought there, there's a vote of confidence for you but uh, they've, they've had a torrid time of it Clyde they're just being battered from pillar to post at the moment continuing today so high drama all around then Hibs thought they had taken the lead but they haven't they've not corrected that on the television yet so I hope Roger Hanna I'm sure. No, what I meant to say is, I'm sure Roger Hanna has given us the right version of oh. events, and we're still goalless in that one. Um, no goals yet. Dundee United, Motherwell United coming closest. Stephen Fletcher uh, with a bicycle kick that went wide. St Johnston's goal does stand against Kilmarnock. Stevie May and uh, Rangers Aberdeen goalless, but Yilmaz forced off already. Injured. That's a blow, isn't it, Gordon? 
Well, it's, it's a blow for the, the player, obviously, because he's waiting and biding his time. And there were question marks. Why did they sign this lad? Because a lot of Rangers fans were not having Barisic in the form he was in. I like Barisic. I'm probably one of the few. I, I still think he's got a lot to offer down that left-hand side. Uh, but it was a great opportunity. The other night, I thought Yilmaz settled into that role well in a difficult game. Um, and he was a stick on to start today there was no doubt I think everybody agreed with that and it's a, it's a shame for a lad that's come in waited so long probably just been sitting there biding his time and unfortunately he's had to go for injury yeah it looks fairly obvious Mark looks like a hamstring injury yeah. blocked across clutched the hamstring area we don't know what grade that will be best case scenario you're probably looking at after the World Cup um, probably yeah um, we're not too far away from that now are we a few weeks maybe makes it back before do you ever have a grade hamstring a grade hamstring yeah. a grade don't one don't have it in my grade, time grade it was one, called two or three. Uh, yeah. A, a pull, pulley hamstring that was that pulley hamstring, <laughs> pulley hamstring. things have moved on they didn't classify them did not classify them mm, well mm. no I've had a few of yeah. them but it's a blow for them because I think he He's been one of the better performers for Rangers. I think he's he was now beginning to be number one pick. I think Barisic defensively has been so poor this season and they needed somebody else in there. So it's a blow for the player himself. But, um, I mean, Barisic going forward probably offers you more. But defensively... Do you think so? But Nielmaz... I thought the whole point of what excited the Rangers fans the other night was that you know that Barisic is good at crossing the ball, so if mm. that's what you mean. But this is the week that everyone's whinging about crossing the ball. Yeah. They seem to do it too often. They're looking for their, their fullbacks to actually do yeah. more and get the yeah. ball and pass it forward I agree and drive with that. forward. I'm just taking the, the volume of assists over his, his time at the club now. It may prove Yilmaz may go on and surpass that with, with years, but Barisic has proved he can do it. So. In terms of the game against Ajax, now I know there's no chance of Rangers scoring five goals against Ajax and thereby finishing in third place in the group, but they do want to avoid being the worst ever Champions League group competitors in the history of the competition. So already Yilmaz will not take any part in it and John Lundstrom can't take any part in it because he was foolish enough to get booked in Naples. So for, for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst it's setbacks he doesn't need yeah another Gordon DL derby this afternoon oh, Wraith Rovers bit, against Partick Thistle yeah Aidan Connolly has put Wraith in front how good's the championship oh. you have to say consistently every season it always has a brilliantly tight look to the league table uh, no different now what a result that was for Morton last night 4-0 against Inverness second top second top Morton um, but everybody's second top oh, lot, it yeah. seems you know mm. what I mean based on the the points the, because the, it's the so tight. Top, the top six are separated by two points. Brilliant. The top six. I was, I was delighted for Morton last night. They were kind enough with uh, the charity AR26 to take in one of your young participants who's gone through a hard time. And Doug Emery and his team were brilliant on Thursday. Took him in, penalty shootouts, got photos, gave him a signed strip, and then gave him tickets for the game. And what a way to. To sign off the week with a 4 0 win. Brilliant. Yeah, sensational. A Brighton 2 up, Hugh. Oh, who's Chelsea. 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 This is the grudge match. This is Harry Potter going back to. Oh, so is, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's looking well now, Harry I, Potter, isn't he? Oh, it's amazing what moves to a London club in yeah. for you, isn't it? He's turned into a 1960s South West London trendy. 
Yeah, the very beard, smart the beard, sculpted. Yeah. He's brushed his hair, which was a yeah. nice start. I told Dart what 150 you, grand can do for a year, a week. I told Dart you to boo Harry Potter, but not Billy Reed Quite because right. he's always yeah. very nice to us. Did Billy Reed go? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. how's Billy looking? Is he? He's actually looking quite sharp as is well he? at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he used to be neighbours with me. Billy he used to stay across neighbor, the road. <laughs> well, not anymore. Obviously, I think he's got. Used to lose nice uh, I spoke to him the last time at, when he came to air. He came to visit us at air when I was there. What you say? He needs to lose a few pounds. Yeah, he's pulling <laughs> a little bit. Stirling Albion one, Bonnie Rig Rose nil. Dale Carrick with the goal uh, in 16 minutes. There he's in a great season. Dale Carrick for Stirling Albion, flying high near the top of League Two. Yeah. Uh, get your answers into that full. Uh, that first half teaser I should say Hugh remind us of it Not including old firm games Name the last seven players To score a hat trick Against Celtic or Rangers In Scottish domestic football Or the Champions League Not the qualifiers Anybody can get into that In the Champions League mm. Lots of wrong answers coming in So let me help you Let me point you in the right direction If I can uh, is a good question And lots of you are getting it Right or getting it close um, Let me see what wrong ones we can eliminate That might help you along KP Jer has thrown in Karim Benzema he's you, not Is there. he on your list? Nope. Um, he might have the Ballon d'Or But he's not on this list Sean Ross Mikko Various others K Andy D all going for Alan Johnson Oh, I remember that goal. Uh, eh, that those three goals. Too far back. Hearts, hearts. Too far back. That was ninety six. So the rest are all since then. Yeah. I can still yeah. guess is yeah. coming. Yeah, I can yeah, still yeah. remember yeah. my classic prediction that day. I said Hearts will be lucky to get across the halfway line. Never mind <laughs> score a goal. So and you were even doing this stuff back then. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Okay. I was useless back then. I thought it was a recent, a recent thing. Uh, right, he keep married your, three daughters out of us. Keep your guesses coming up. You've got three, have you? At Clyde. No, one daughter. Oh, two daughters, <laughs> rather. Two daughters. Oh, just forgotten about one of them. Let's move on. That was awkward. Uh, at Clyde SSB, keep your guesses coming in, please. And it is a race, so let's see um, who can get it in the fastest time. How are you two? Well, okay. Taking along okay, I think. We'll get five. Yeah. Possibly yeah. six. No, are you pretty sure that's not one? No. No. Can, I, can I be honest? Because that. I was actually quite worried about this afternoon's show, the three of you, because there was a there was a Clyde one night out yes. last mm. night after the show, and uh, first of all, I was worried that one of you would perhaps fail to show up. But you're all here, certainly in body. You all, are you fit? Are you match fit? You got that sharpness? The, or the uh, the, the dazzler uh, was the only sensible one. He kept off the hooch. Uh, and uh, Mark Wilson I drank his hooch was a, was a, No, 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 no You drank responsibly yeah, remember. That's, yeah. that's the message He was a little pale I have to say When he came in A little mm. pale He's uh, the same colour As that white t-shirt he's wearing But there was a, a, a <laughs> Creamy buns Put out in front of him I didn't, didn't realise The nonsense of this guy And I'll use the word Nonsense He speaks after a shandy Because right? <laughs> I'm usually In the same sort of a wavelength yeah, you're worse can Usually I, Yeah Can I just ask someone That's been bothering me Since last night Why did you bring Joe Ledley To our work tonight <laughs> <laughs> He was just hanging about <laughs> oh, But genuinely I, I turned up after the show I came up the stairs And I thought I looked at so all, all the colleagues I see the news team And I can see the sales staff And I can yeah. see the engineers And production staff And you and Kat from Clyde 2 And Stephen Mill And Andrew McLean And they're all there that guy looks 
Which one of our colleagues looks like Joe Ledley until it actually turned out to be Joe yeah, Ledley? Yeah. So you're that one weirdo that brings a plus one to a works night out. Yeah. And it wasn't even like your other half. It, it was Joe. Joe Ledley. Joe was in town and he's he's a nice fella. And he was a loose end. I said, well, he's a loose cannon, you mean? <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. That was further in the evening. Can, can we say Joe had a good night? Well, <laughs> I don't think he remembers it, but. Producer Callum, is, how shameless is this? Producer Callum's just told me that Mark asked earlier in the day he if he could he bring Joe Ledley, and the answer was no, and mm. he did it anyway. <laughs> just no, no, I'd be fair to Mark, right? And listen, don't listen to Mr. Bean in there. I watched him try to talk with the facial expressions last night, right? I, I don't know what that means, <laughs> oh, but anyway, no, you carry on. <laughs> must have been right but Matt I phoned him he says look I've texted Callum Callum's knocked me back with my plus one so I'm just going to stay down here I says it'll be in about half an hour the minute Callum walked in starstruck oh it's Joe Ledley oh Did, shameless oh, oh terrible shameless. anybody yeah. else wasn't like getting in yeah. anyway. anyway it was a good evening Good fun had And you're all going to be fine From now oh, until 6 o'clock you'll make, it, you'll make it through Yes I'm good Perfectly right. great I'm happy with that It's still goalless At Ibrox Rangers nil Aberdeen nil We're about to reach The midway point Of the first half The biggest talking point Actually so far Is Ridvan Yilmaz Has gone off injured Rangers had a couple of sniffs There in the last few moments Ryan Kent Left footed shot From the angle Hit the side netting And Lundstrom's low shot Was easily held By Keller Roos As well well, I think 20 minutes in, still goalless, there'll be a bit of fidgeting going on in the stands, you know. Uh, but it doesn't sound as if Aberdeen are doing very much other than defending their goal. Ah, we've got a goal at Ibrooks. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. We said it had been a bright enough start by Rangers and Aberdeen have mm. taken Ooh. the lead. It's the Rangers return. nil, Aberdeen won and the mood at Ibrooks has just soured significantly. It was Connor Barron. Good work from Duke uh, in the build-up and it was Connor Barron, a young Scottish midfielder, very impressive academy graduate at Pitodry and he's put Aberdeen one up at Ibrooks. Well, Is that your boy? It's now no laughing matter for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. The crowd will be on Rangers' back, which was what Jim Goodwin had hoped for. Uh, and clearly in the first 20 minutes, Rangers may have been on the front foot, but not doing anything with their possession. Uh, so this is serious time now. This is very, very serious time for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Gordon, that's... The, the performance was... All right, the Rangers have been the better team, there's no doubt. They were looking a bit livelier, maybe rocked a bit by the departure of Yilmaz to injury. That is absolutely miles away from what Giovanni van Bronckhorst needed right now. Yeah, I think, I think obviously, listening to you talk about what the reports coming in from Ibrox, Gordon, when you went to press that, we all looked at each other thinking, well, that's Rangers off and running. Ah, but I hooked you in. I yeah, you certainly did. It was, it was, it was absolutely brilliant. Thank Huge you. glasses fell off and everything. <laughs> but... I said earlier that I thought this was an opportunity for Aberdeen today. I know Rangers have started well, but it's all about putting the ball in the back of net. There's still a long way to go, but I said at two o'clock, Rangers have got to show character. The players, they certainly need to show it now. This is the point where you find out who you can rely on. Because you find out things about people in adversity, not during times of success. This is adversity with a capital A. Now we'll see... Who's inspired and who chokes? And that's the thing, when you look around that Rangers, Rangers starting 11, 
you go, who, who are the leaders? I know the captain's there and Alan McGregor, but the rest of the side, Barisic has come on. Is he a leader? Very much doubt it. Sands seems a quiet one. Lundstrom, you would maybe sort of say that, but he's been so off colour. Uh, recently, and then you look across the front line and you think, oh, is any of them going to dig us out a hole? It's a big, big test. 20 odd minutes to go to half time, big test. Now, there is a long way to go, but if that goal proves to be decisive in any way, Andrew McLean owes it to the footballing public to interview Conor Barron after this game mm-hmm. and ask him how much of this he owes to that loan spell at Brecon under Mark Wilson that he had a couple of seasons ago. Mm-hmm. How, how well, much I, does he owe you? I'd be surprised if he doesn't say everything because he gave him his opportunity and taught him how to play, taught him everything he knows. And uh, there he is, getting into the box. That was the one thing that we he didn't do when he was at us for that short time. He got in the box. Hold on. Right. Right. The box. There's a lot to say about that goal, but we've got another one. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Goal Motherwell. Dundee United nil. Motherwell won, and it's Sondre Solholm headed in after a bit of a scramble in the box. And he gets the final touch to make it Dundee United nil, Motherwell one. You're happy with that one, Gordon DL? Yeah, uh, big goal. Um, certainly needed, Gordon. The, the performances and the results haven't been great. Slipping down that league, Dundee United a chance to breathe right down Motherwell's throats today. But off to a good start, um, and certainly needed a goal. So, but mm. still a lot of football to be played. Let's not get carried away yet. Just on that Aberdeen goal. I think, Mark, there's a lot of talk about the the role Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is playing. He will be furious with his defence. Now, Duke is excellent, and he has been for the last few weeks, and everyone knows. So he does really well down the left, and he's twisting and turning, and he's making it tough for Leon King. He then goes down under a challenge from James Tavernier, which might have been a penalty, I don't know. But James Tavernier stops to tell the referee that it's not a penalty... At which point Conor Barron just sticks the ball in the back of the net. It is inexplicable from yeah. the Rangers captain. He actually ignores the ball to make a point of saying to the referee, that's not a penalty. And then Conor Barron uh, runs and, and strikes it into the roof of the net. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm to not see sure I've seen anything like that. A professional football player at any level doing that is unforgivable. What is he thinking about there? I mean, to... You know, if he's claiming for a foul, you could almost understand it, but he's trying to tell the referee he didn't foul it. And Barron's in six yards out. Because he can't get... He, he can't get oh, he can still make... He's right next to... He's right next to... He can still influence Conor Barron if it's getting there. Maybe a wee bit too slow, but he can still influence him. I, I think he knows he's conceded a penalty and he stopped to yeah, try right, and okay. plead, plead his case. But you're quite right. It's unprofessional to stop... Uh, but he knew in his mind he'd, he'd committed a foul that would have been a penalty kick but he forgot about the play still going on good response from Rangers Ryan Kent's gone close but Ross McCrory of all people former Rangers player clears it off the line so Rangers looking to get back into it the response will be it's vital Gordon and that's stating the obvious but that was the whole point of last week when Livy scored it was so early and then Rangers didn't respond it didn't even seem to mm. wake them up they didn't do much or anything at all uh, until very late in the game So If they can get back level Anytime soon um, Rangers still uh, You know Remain favourites For this Look, football match I, I wouldn't be hitting the panic button uh, It's not ideal Of course it's not Because 
you will be looking as a manager onto that pitch and looking for guys to step up, i.e. Ryan <laughs> Kent, for instance, Lundstrom in the middle of the park, Tavernier, the captain. They've got to step up and lead by example. But the longer the game goes on, and if Jim Goodwin's plan now is, right, OK. Ooh, hold we on, don't... we said they needed a response. Goal flashes. With Clyde Built Home Improvements. And Rangers have got that response. They are level. Rangers 1, Aberdeen 1. And if you're looking for a goal in the league, you turn Cholak. to Antonio Cholak. It was Malik Tillman. He laid it off. Cholak found the bottom corner. And Rangers are level. Maybe it's not going to be that type of day after all, Hugh Keevens. What well, a game we've got. I did tell you, two for Cholak, one for Sakala. <laughs> uh, and a 3 1 finish. So just, uh, mm. just hold on. Mm. I, they needed I, that right there, though. If that drifts on. For another 10 yeah. minutes, it gets incredibly hard. I am delighted you stopped me in my tracks. I had Aberdeen going in at 1-0 there. Um, <laughs> but what a response it is from, from Rangers. Um, that's what I'm saying about characters stepping up and producing. Cholak, one thing about him, you've got to say, I know he gets criticised for his, his overall play, but you put a ball in a box, he can score goals. It's his 11th league goal on his 12th league appearance mark yeah. it's an unbelievable return fantastic yeah. you know and when you think it, that he was criticised heavily in the opening weeks even though he was scoring then and you think well what's the guy supposed to do but he's continued that and he's kept Morelos out the side and people say oh well Morelos isn't up to speed but he is he's just you know not as good as Cholak just now so him and Yilmaz are probably the two that gets past marks over these past probably six weeks from a Rangers point of view. And they're going to need him again in this game. Um, because would you back Morelos, you know, digging you out a hole? Two see that, your best see bet that record, minute. see that, that goal-scoring record you've just read out there going, you play that play the other night and he's not he's not in starting mm. yet. I, I would feel really disappointed if I was a striker. Oh. Now, I know that people will question that, well, he doesn't like the play-up, he can't hold the ball and he doesn't do X, Y and Z. But the one thing he does as a centre-forward, the most important, he puts the ball in the back end if you give him a chance. And then Rangers keep pandering to Alfredo Morelos based on what he once did for them. And Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has fallen into the trap, having told him earlier in the season that his attitude was poor. Uh, he brings him back and plays him at the expense of Cholak and Morelos does absolutely nothing you just wonder, you wonder if the other night that was actually just Cholak getting rest ahead of this game mm, yeah. well that's I think you have your Cholak though you joined Rangers to play in the big stage yeah. Yeah. and Good so point. you think would I rather play against Napoli or mm. play at the weekend against Aberdeen well you'd play in both mm. but that, that Champions League that game Cholak that goal will be massive psychologically Hugh oh, because yeah. just before Ryan Kent was dispossessed at the edge of the Aberdeen box and that's when you really heard that groan oh. the anger the frustration the crowd was really starting to turn and up pops Antonio Cholak and now it feels entirely different in there of course and as I said you, you find out about people in adversity so Cholak has the bottle for it and the, the, the goal scoring record in domestic football is Absolutely wonderful since he joined Rangers. So you can tick off those you can trust and those who look a bit ropey when the heat's on. So Cholak is 10 out of 10 so far. We're focusing on uh, Rangers, and quite rightly so, because they're the ones under a little bit of pressure. Go 1 0 down. Jim Goodwin, as a manager, must be fuming. You know, the, the, the law, the minute you go 1 up, especially at Ibrox, is make sure don't give the men back quickly. 
But Rangers have carved them home Yeah I think about six minutes between those goals Let's do more incorrect answers on the teaser Hugh Yep not including all firm games named the last seven players to score a hat trick against uh, Celtic or Rangers in Scottish domestic football or the Champions League. Not the qualifiers, Champions League proper. There's still two places left on this podium. Only one person has all of the correct answers. So remember, it is domestic and Champions League games only. It doesn't include Europa League. It doesn't include qualifiers either of the Champions League. Um, let's see if we can make some headway here. Jamie McBride says Rooney, Wayne, Wayne no. Adam, no, Mickey. I don't know. Um, mm. No, no Rooney's on there. Uh, Kevin McIntyre wants to throw Johnny Russell's name in. Ah, <clears throat> nice fella, but not on the list. Okay, loads of people going for Benzema. He only got two that that night for Leon um, at Ibrox. Fooled that, by the ballon. Many of you are thinking, Jamie McBride. Might have them all or most of them actually now. Maybe we do have a, a third person um, on that list. Of course, one of them was quite recently. That's maybe why we're asking this question. Uh, keep your guesses coming at Clyde SSB. There's been another goal in the Gordon DL Derby. Wraith Rovers 2, Partick Thistle 0. It's a second for Aidan Connolly as well. Was Aidan Connolly not at Partick Thistle at one stage? I think he might yes. you, yeah, yeah, but Thistle going through a wee sticky. I wonder if the, I wonder if the lads playing with Wraith uh, six foot nine lad up front. I think he's only six eight actually just to Is he only six eight? Yeah, I'll ah, so. not be good yeah. in the Even Conley wasn't at Partick Thistle though. I no. don't know where you three have got that from. I thought he was on loan. No, yeah. no. It's the way you two were so convinced about it when I he just agreed. It, I, I just agreed with Hugh because I thought Hugh's in good no. form this afternoon. <laughs> so I just went along with it. I had no idea. Did you notice I was the only man there last night with a suit on? Yeah, I remember bring that up tomorrow. Uh, Super a gentleman up. dresses appropriately. Is John Friedrichsen playing for Wraith Rovers? I don't know. That's that's the man you're after. Six yes. foot eight. Six foot eight. Six foot eight. John Friedrichsen. That's Which, a good outball. This reminds me actually. Did you um, remember Thursday night's beat the pundit when he lost? Again. An absolute disgrace this yeah. week, by the way. Two defeats in one oh. week for you. Oh, listen. Marvin Bartley lost in between times. Yeah. Three defeats in a row for the pundits. Unheard of. Who anyway. won? Who won? Kenny you Miller. And Kenny Miller. Yeah. Keeping, you you? keeping things you. afloat. I told you that's why I'm going with you today. You're in form. Um, do you remember the guy come on? Connor, his name was. I think yeah. he was from Belfast, and Gordon was calling him Wee Connor. And I was sort of joking, uh, and I said, I said, Connor's probably six foot seven. And Connor said, oh, I am six foot seven. And Gordon was going, Is he? Well, he's a wee guy, I can tell. I'll, I'll meet you over in Belfast. He was saying, <laughs> I got a picture of Connor. Connor is six foot seven between the eyes. Oh, you see the size of this guy. He said, I'm as wide as a Clyde, I'm shouting, you're as wide as a bar. He's absolutely massive. <laughs> is he? And he's like a three handicapper at oh. golf. So he says, Once he's ragdolled you up and down the streets of Belfast, he'll beat you at golf I'm as well. I'm quite happy you meet Connor. So there we go. You mean Mark? <laughs> no, no, you're on your own this time. <laughs> you're on your own this time. Unfortunately, take Roger with us, Batman Ram, and you go, Roger. <laughs> Get Roger with the feet in the middle. There you go, Connor. Take a bit of that. Give me your strand, Roger. Give me your strand. <laughs> You've got issues. You see how your mind works. Or doesn't work. Connor's eye. Poor Roger. He's at Easter Road. He can't defend himself. <laughs> he's at Easter Road. Tight, Roger. He's at 
Easter Road watching Hibs <laughs> draw 0-0 with St Mirren yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to cheer him up he'll get, get me back he'll be sitting there right I had to check there. that because I can't remember if the goal got chopped off or not but it did yeah. so it's goalless there uh, Hibs against St Mirren Rangers 1 Aberdeen 1 quick equaliser from Cholak after Connor Barron had put Aberdeen in front Motherwell still lead at Tanadice Sondre Solholm with the header uh, St Johnston one up Stevie Mays finding a good bit of goal scoring form and their featured championship game Hamilton nil, Cove Rangers 1 well it's uh, a little easier for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst to not have enjoyed the, the half time whistle <laughs> if they'd been 1-0 down um, but as Jim Goodwin said pre-match it's all about mindset and Rangers have had the nerve They've held their nerve and they've got the equaliser. Uh, it's now about what they can do from here and what Aberdeen can do from here because they look very pleased with themselves when they scored that opening goal. But it would appear that they're on the back foot. I just wonder what the reaction of it will stay like this to half time, even 1 1. I wonder if the Rangers fans will be happy enough with that. I suppose what's maybe worth bearing in How mind is yeah, the, the Aberdeen goal did come against the run of play yeah. and then Rangers go and respond pretty quickly, don't they? Well, everybody's talking about a decent performance and by the sounds of it, Gordon, Rangers are producing that. Yes, they've got caught with a sucker punch in the goal and you can, we'll probably hear fans at the open line talking about, you know, the performance of their, their captain Tavernier who they're not too happy with just now. Uh, but the response is what they were looking for and, um, you know, I'd imagine they'll be bombarding the Aberdeen goal trying to get that one that gives them a little breathing space yeah definitely a positive response from Rangers now we find out if they can take a lead into the break or not I suppose what's interesting though Mark about the the Aberdeen goal is it's proof in case they needed it that Aberdeen can actually hurt them you know you've seen teams come to Ibrox before and you can always you can always just nick a goal maybe from a, a set play or a bad mistake or whatever but Duke showed exactly yeah. what, what he's capable of The Rangers defence Will be Under no illusions As to how dangerous An attacker he is Well it is fragile That back line You know Tavernier Not playing his best stuff Then King You know A young player Looks promising But I don't think he's He's Playing that well Just now either um, Davies beside him Of course A couple of errors The other night And then you've got Barisic who was dropped But has now been recalled So it's a fragile back line mm -hmm. If you're Duke you must be saying get me the ball and, and allow me to run at this back line because you get success but the problem for Aberdeen is is getting up the pitch just now Rangers are, are starting to control things mm. and pin them in a wee bit but it's uh, like he's certainly a danger Duke. I, I liked him ever since he came you've seen him in the first day of the season was it first day he scored his goal yeah. when he ran through and he's been performing well he's, he's an absolute handful Ramadani has gone into the book for Aberdeen a few moments ago um Michael Beale is at Ibrox Hugh. Yeah. He's sitting up in the director's <laughs> box watching <laughs> oh, the game. Do you know what? Oh, no. I, I, I'll I'm sure he was invited no, I'll weeks say this ago. Very seriously. He shouldn't be there. Why? Because he knows what's going on at the club. He knows his name has been linked to the job. It does Giovanni Van Bronckhurst no favours whatsoever to be sitting there. Uh, it, it just puts Van Bronckhurst under even greater pressure. Maybe Michael Beale doesn't. Maybe he. It's on. The, the job thing is not even in his head though he's got a, he's but, but a, he's what's a, he's a professional I'm wondering why oh, he would on. be here lots of people going back to the club. clubs uh, but 
he's not coming up against Rangers at Aberdeen. No, surely he's his time could off. be. But surely his time could be better sent. Okay, so Michael Beale. So QPR were one each, you know. So hold on. So Michael Beale, who's now doing a good enough job at QPR to be near the top of the league and be getting linked with Premier League jobs, is now getting a lecture from us on how to spend his spare time. He's a professional. I just find it odd where managers go and they'll look at the team who they're coming up against in another few weeks. Probably this was the ideal opportunity. Rather for than all going, you know, for all you know, he's up here tying up the loose ends of the yeah. house that he sold from he lived mm. here or whatever. You're all so could judgmental. Be. He could be. Yeah. And by the way, he might not be. He's mm. made that up. A but. professional football mm. man wouldn't. A proper professional football man wouldn't do that. He wouldn't go to so, the game. So, so now the accusation has gone as far as that Michael Beale is not a pr- proper professional football he should, man. He, he should think more of a fellow professional in Giovanni Van Bronckers than to sit there and he knows he'll be photographed. He'll be in all the papers tomorrow. And he does his old club a disservice. To be fair, never I, let it be said that we overreact. I, know, it's to I, I was spreading the rumour last night. I was on Tuesday, Thursday with Joe Ledley next week um, <laughs> because he turned up there. I totally understand, Gordon. It could be, but people will put two and two together and think, oh, there's a connection here. So, he, will, he wouldn't go to Rangers, would he? After knocking back. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. After knocking back a couple of jobs in the Premier, Premier League. League? Mm. Well, he, he knocked back rules What else did he knock back? Uh, yeah, oh well Maybe rumoured to Villa oh, yeah. It was never going to happen Was it I suppose But Wolves definitely knocked back mm. It'd be an interesting yeah, choice Anyway They have a manager And it's one all at the moment uh, Stilling mm. Albion One Bonnie Rig Rose One Kevin Smith Has equalised there We are Not too far away From the end of the First half So one last reminder Of the teaser Hugh And I'll then uh, Do the answers In just a, a minute or two not including old firm games. Name the last seven players to score a hat trick against Celtic or Rangers in Scottish domestic football or the Champions League. Not the Champions League qualifiers, the Champions League proper. Right quick, this is going to be a very well received decision amongst Motherwell fans because you know the way these things work. There's been a VAR check for a red card, it has been given and it's been shown. To Tony Watt Who has been sent off Against his former team With 40 minutes on the clock Dundee United trail by a goal to nil And Tony Watt's been sent off For, well as it's a straight red card Because that's the only thing VAR can look at A foul on Sean Are you imagining it just now? Burrows Burrows waiting on a tunnel tunnel. Right Retribution time He's suit down to there Slap him in the back (laughs) 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 Have you have you ever seen Alan, Alan Burrows is a lovely guy But he wears suits too big for him right? He's <laughs> doing there And he could easily wait to get by And just flick him Boof. Hugh Evans, The Three seagulls nil. are flying high 3-0 against Chelsea wow. That's unbelievable yeah. I have to say Because since, since Harry Potter Went to uh, Stamford Bridge They've been very good uh, Both domestically And in the Champions League And my 13 year old Will be beside himself I'll need to text him at half time Another one of these In our featured championship game Goal flashes With Clyde built home improvements No VAR in the championship of course Vertonen thought it hit his head Or says it hit his head Ref says it hit his hand Penalty Cove Mitch Meganson scores it Hamilton Ackies nil Cove Rangers 2 Right Hugh let's do the answers to this While we can the first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. 
not including old firm games Name the last seven players to score a hat-trick Against Celtic or Rangers in domestic football Or the Champions League Scorers of hat-tricks against Celtic Lauren Shankland a week ago Lionel Messi First time you hear Shankland and Lionel Messi in the same sentence And Neymar yes. Hat-trick goal scorers against Rangers Mo Salah yes. Martin Boyle Ooh. Jamie McLaren And uh, Ivan Sproul Ivan Sproul, brilliant Six. What a great list that was And a really good effort on the teaser uh, Well done to Jungle Boy The Crazy Pony And Derek Morrison Derek is the winner The Pony in second place And Jungle Boy gets the bronze medal Well done How many did you six. two duds get? We, we got get six. six We, we had McFadden in there Yeah, we had McFadden oh, I don't remember Jamie McLaren's hat trick yeah, it was the five all, was it not? Remember that chaotic oh, game at the Road Road and, around that How time. was that? Um, right. I think it was around then. Uh, Aki's fans, 2 0 down. They're singing Sack the Board, but they've also just scored as well. <laughs> Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Andrew Winter has scored for the Aki's to pull them level. I don't know if they still want the board sacked. Uh, or not, not pull them level, sorry, pull them back into the game. Hamilton Aki's one, Cove Rangers two, um, Airdrionians three, Montrose nil, Craig Watson with the goal on the stroke of half time. Half time whistles are starting uh, to go around the country, none yet in the top flight, of course. VAR checks maybe slow things down a bit in the top flight. Uh, and it's it's been lively today. Hibs thought they'd scored, got ruled out. And Tony Watt got given a straight red card against Motherwell. Mm. Is this the only game that there's not been a VAR check? The Rangers Aberdeen one, or or was there one at St Johnson? No. No, I mean every no. goal gets checked, though, doesn't it? I, yeah. I know what you or mean a in VAR terms of decision. Yeah, VAR checked on Stephen May doing the gritty, <laughs> but they let him stay on anyway. Hugh Evans <laughs> has actually just said the gritty, the gritty. on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. He's down with the kids. Yeah. Um, Brighton 3 Chelsea nil. Hugh at half time I know Sensational Because Roberto De Brezzi The new manager Has been doing As they say In the Neapolitan Rome uh, Hee haw Since he got to Brighton But today He's come away With a flourish mm, That's not over Hugh I think Chelsea What? 3 each yeah. I'm going for 3-3 three, three. Here's my um, a, a, very, a, a very A very quick and simple <laughs> Social media experience, uh, experiment To show how bitter And twisted Scottish football fans are the, the tweet that Motherwell sent About the goal From Sondre Solholm Has been retweeted 26 times And it's been up for 21 minutes Yeah The tweet about Tony Watt's red card Has only been up for 4 minutes and it's already been retweeted 52 times. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. The Motherwell fans are taking more pleasure in a former mm. player being sent off than they are uh, in that goal going in. Um, good to see the TVs keeping up to speed. They've just told us that the Hibs goal was ruled out <laughs> <laughs> half an hour ago, which was great. I did say with no VAR, Gabriel was bound to be finished first, and he is half-time at Hamilton. Yeah, it's 2-1 to Cove here at the interval. A good end-to-end -end game to start off. Cove had a few decent half chances and took the lead in the 10th minute through Mark Reynolds. And the ball came out from an in-swing corner. The striker McDonough knocked it back in and Reynolds rose the higher, showing his experience and looping the header over Jamie Smith in the Aki's goal. The Aki's were really struggling. A lot of groans coming from the crowd around me. They had a chance or two on the break through Lewis Smith, but nothing came of it and they only had one shot 
uh, it was from Lewis Smith. That was in the first 40 minutes, and it was looking really, really bad. And things went from bad to worse. Uh, Scully Forkove went across the ball in from the left-hand side of the box. The referee, Chris Graham, thought it hit Nico Vertinen's hand, even though the Finnish uh, Youth International claimed it hit his head. He was incensed. The penalty stood. Mitch Meganson grabbed the ball, cool as ever, put the ball down the middle, and it was 2-0. Plenty of groans turned into full-blown sack-the-board calls. Getting a bit toxic here, you have to say that, but as if hearing the cries from the crowd, Aki's lifted their game. Andy Wintered fired in just before the interval to give them a glimmer of hope. The game is still in the balance here. Aki's could pull something back, but it doesn't look good for John Ranking. Uh, and there are plenty of boos going around me at the moment. Half-time here, Aki's one, Cove two. Bit of drama at Easter Road because Chris Cadden claimed his shot hit an arm. Don Robertson has gone to the screen, which you know what that usually means? Penalty to Hibbs right at the end. Oh, and drama at Ibrooks as well. Goal flashes. With Clyde Built Home Improvements. What a time to score for Rangers. Rangers 2, Aberdeen 1. It was Tavernier's shot that was saved. The rebound was cut back to Lundstrom. And the man who scored last week against Livingston has got another important one this afternoon as well. Rangers 2, Aberdeen 1. That's a big goal, Hugh. What a time to score it. Absolutely. Uh, and Lundstrom, who has come in for so much criticism of late, but he scored against Livy last week. He's put them in front this week. Um, that's a big psychological blow to Aberdeen and a big psychological lift to Giovanni Vibronca. In the 48th minute, Gordon Deal. Great time to score. Uh, all of a sudden, as the Rangers manager changes his half-time team talk, Gordon, by positives. And Hugh's right, I said Lundstrom had to step up. He's certainly done that. He has indeed. Martin Boyle's taking that Hibs penalty. I'm just going to stay with it. We've got a half-time uh, at McDermott Park as well. But let's find out if... Uh, Martin Boyle can dispatch from the penalty spot He generally does, doesn't he? He's quite reliable on penalty kick duty Is Martin Boyle Goal flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements So this time Hibs are in front For sure They've sent the goalkeeper the wrong way Martin Boyle from the spot And it's 1-0 uh, Hibs against St Mirren Half time in Dermot Park David Friel Half time Gordon St Johnson one come Marnock now. We thought this one would be tight and it has been Ash Taylor's own goal is what separates the sides so far. I heard Hugh Keevan say St Johnson striker Stevie May looks like a bag of washing. Well it was a bold piece of play that led to the goal in four minutes. May get the break of the ball as he went past Lewis Mayo and then Fadden across. Taylor tried to clear but the ball hit his trailing leg and flew past Zach Hemming. Stevie May did the gritty celebration but even the St Johnson Twitter feed said it was a cross so there's no chance of him claiming it. It was a perfect start for St Johnson since then they've been content to sit back and challenge Kelly to break them down. Visitors have had a lot of press, a lot of corners but they haven't really tested Jeremy Matthews enough. And as Cameron headed over, Cairn McEnroy sent a 25-yard shot and she's passed upright. Cameron then had a shot save from distance. But for all the Kelly pressures, Saints looked reasonably comfortable and Stevie May had another shot saved just seven minutes before the break. Half-time, St Johnson 1, Kilmarnock 0. Half-time, Ibrox, Andrew McLean. Yeah, Rangers 2, Aberdeen 1, the half-time score and a John Lundstrom goal right before the half-time whistle has really changed the atmosphere inside the stadium. Well, Rangers started pretty quickly. They were creating the better openings. A few minutes in, Ryan Kent hit the byline. He found Fashion Sakala with a cross, but he could only direct the ball over the bar. Kent also had an effort himself that hit the side netting. Kellerus also had a couple of straightforward saves to make before Aberdeen went up the other end and took the lead. Duke twisting and turning in the box. He went down under a challenge. No penalty was given, but James Tavernier stopped to plead innocence 
while doing that he didn't make an attempt to go for the ball Connor Barron ran in completely free and he found the back of the net the Rangers captain and the Rangers manager won't want to see that one back at all but Rangers tried to respond quickly the tension was growing in the stands the crowd were making their feelings known but that changed 27 minutes in Malik Tillman cutting the ball across for Antonio Cholak and no surprise he found the bottom corner for his 11th league goal of the season the home side continued to push after that Sakala had a couple of chances before the break the first he should have done better with one on one with Keller Ruth but his shot was straight at the goalkeeper another shot a minute later was blocked by the head of Anthony Stewart but they went into injury time and got that goal to put them 2-1 up James Tavernier shot from the edge of the box was saved spilled by Keller Ruth though and it was kept in play cut back in to the six yard box and there was John Lundstrom from a couple of yards out and played it into the empty net for 2-1 the fans here much happier than they were at the start of the game the half-time score at Ibrox Rangers 2 Aberdeen 1 it's also half-time at Easter Road Roger Hanna Burnley and Winston Mirren nil at the break one hip striker denied a goal by Var at the start the other hip striker given a goal by Var at the end of the first half and Hibs just about deserving that interval lead it was a great move after 7 minutes Joe Newell slipping in Marianne Cabraia down the left he fired the ball across the face of goal for a tap-in for Mikola Kuharevich, he celebrated, he went back to the centre circle to kick off, and then the VAR, Greg Aiken told referee Don Robertson that Cabraia had been offside in the build-up, and the goal was cancelled. Hibs continued to push forward, round 40 inches wide at the far post, after coasting into the box in nine minutes, but David Marshall had to look sharp at the other end in 16, a fine diving save to deny Jonah Younger an opener for the buddies. Trevor Carlson busy in this in Mirren net as well, he had a save from Boyle at the back post in 19 minutes, and then Marshall at the other end, a decent save from Curtis main shot turning around the post after Hibbs lost the ball cheaply just outside their box. Ewan Henderson should have done better than shoot wide after Marshall's quick clearance was fed to him by Boyle after 24 minutes and Hibbs at that stage looked the better side. Joe, Joe Newell tried to bust forward, he was tripped by Alec Gogic for a booking 7 minutes before the break and then as the match went into 2 minutes of stoppage time at the end of the first half the key moment. Chris Cadden coming up from right wing back, turned onto his left foot, he had a shot into a the whole ruck of St Mirren body he claimed straight away as did his teammates that it had struck a hand in there Don Robertson advised to go to the screen in front in between the dugouts by Greg Aiken and he had no hesitation in pointing to the penalty spot and Martin Boyle had no hesitation in finishing it sending it Carlson the, the wrong way for the only goal of the half Hibs won St Mirren nil and it's half time at Tanadice here's Selena Jackson Half-time Dundee United nil, Motherwell won. United actually had all the early pressure at the start of this game here. They were forcing a couple of corners in the first few minutes, but they just couldn't capitalise on them. Then we had Stephen Fletcher, who's back in the starting lineup after scoring last weekend. He was clearly keen to impress. He had a acrobatic overhead kick but that went just wide that was within the first 10 minutes Motherwell were a bit scrappy in the opening stages but they did well to kind of intercept passes and, and disrupt United's flow then the ball ended up falling to Sondry Solholm in the 22nd minute after a bit of a scramble in the box he managed to get his head to it to break the deadlock and put Motherwell ahead now I thought everything was going a bit too smoothly here as far as VAR drama was concerned just a few minutes before the end of the half there was a clash between Sean Goss and Tony Watts in the middle of the park. John Beaton ended up signalling for the check. It was pretty quickly resolved as well and that former Motherwell striker was shown red. Dundee United fans booing as the whistle went. Clearly not happy as it stands but I do reckon there will be more goals to come here and maybe filling in for Fraser today but I'm just glad that his curse of goalless draws hasn't followed me up the road. Half time at Tanadice. Dundee United nil Motherwell won. And we'll do a full round up of the half time scores next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. 
This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Half-time scores in the Scottish Premiership Dundee United 0, Motherwell 1, Hibs 1, St Mirren 0, Rangers 2, Aberdeen 1 and St Johnston 1, Kilmarnock 0 In the Championship are Broth 0, Air United 0, Hamilton Ackies 1, Cove Rangers 2 and the Wraith Rovers 3, Partick Thistle 0 In League 1 it's Airdrie 3, Montrose 0, Alloa 1, Clyde 1, Dunfermline 1, Kelty Hearts 1 Peterhead nil, FC Edinburgh nil, and Queen of the South nil, Falkirk two. In Scottish League two, Albion Rovers one, Stenhouse Muir nil, Annan Athletic nil, Dumbarton nil, East Fife one, Elgin City nil, Stirling Albion one, Bonnie Regrows one, and Stranraer one, Forfar Athletic nil. How did I make it through all of those scores with you falling off your stool, <laughs> Mark Wilson? Is you all, are you all right over there? Uh, I just burnt myself with coffee. <laughs> pulled the coffee all over him. Uh, live on air, live radio Off to the a and I think he's going to have to go And Gordon DL has got absolutely no sympathy for him And is just chuckling away oh, in the corner The cake nearly crashed <laughs> They're actually the, they're the, the modern day Abbott and Costello oh, aren't they? Yes. I'd boil them water That's you, funny that, yeah you, It's not that funny so, <laughs> Anyway, I think you need a breather And the second halves are coming up next